goal setting, discipline, having the resistance and trying to, you know, come by that resistance. That's very, you know, that's very good to do and to have as a skill. Throughout homework, worksheets, ominous buildings, hall passes, herds of students, grades, all of it, what would you build? If you start with the amazing thing that is a young person, how would you honor all of their strengths and abilities? How would you remember that this is about them? If Dewey was right, and education is not preparation for life, education is life itself, we need to do more than rebuild schooling. We need to rethink living. Welcome to the Education is Life podcast, where we are having honest discussions on the state of education, where it is, where it can be, and all of the stories in between. All right, welcome back to another episode of Education is Life. This is Rob. I'm here with Ozan today. Hi, Ozan. Hello. Thanks for joining us. Ozan is a current student at Greenfields. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, so I am 12. I am currently in sixth grade, about to go to seventh um, in about one or two months. Uh, I play a lot of soccer, um, doing a lot of sports activities. I love food. I love games. I love a lot of stuff, especially chess. I play a lot of chess. Yeah, so full disclosure, Ozan has been my chest. So mm-hmm. that, is, that is very true. <laughs> <laughs> so Ozan, a lot of people out there, you know, they're curious about what type of school Greenfields is, and they kind of hear about like, oh, this is what an adult says, but it's probably just the same as every other school. It's just a little bit different. Um, you know, we talked a little, bit, a little bit before you're coming on today, and you said like three of the things you were interested in talking about were kind of the no assigned homework policy, um, what it is to have a growth mindset, and what goal setting is like. Um, first off, how long have you been at Greenfields? So I came in when I was, what, maybe nine, I think. I think it was three or four years. And I think this is my third year. And then um, next year is going to be my fourth, I'm pretty sure. All right. Did you come from a conventional school environment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So it was uh, a transition from like a normal, normal type school to a, to a Greenfield is. What was that transition like? Um, it was very confusing, I guess you could say. Uh, there's a lot of like, what should I be doing during these times? Um, the different goal setting processes, uh, you know, the different work environment too. The environment's a big thing. I remember talking to my mom saying, I hate staying at a desk. Like, I just can't handle it. Um, and I think switching to a more open environment where you can sit on the ground, you can sit on a couch or just a desk if you like. Um, I think that really, first of all, helped me out and made me a little more comfortable um, with the school itself. Uh, some other transitions going into actual school topics like math and reading. Um, there wasn't too much difference there other than you didn't have the, you know, big textbook for the entire year. You had, you know, an easier way, I guess, place where you can understand math. Um, Khan Academy, you know, uh, you need help with something. There's a four or five minute video on it that goes through three or four you know, different problems and then explain to you how you teach it. Um, and I think the, I think that's great, right? Was it's more of like self-taught than a teacher teaching you, you know, how it goes. Um, so I think that's great how you try to learn it yourself. 
Um, and if you don't understand it, uh, you can always go to someone else. But I think that self-taught um, environment was really good. And was, was that challenging for you when you first started? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a little tough, right? Because, um, you know, like setting goals and things like that, there were a lot of resistance. Should I be doing this? I don't want to do this. But there's always that little, you know, voice in your mind that says you kind of have to do this. So, um, so I guess having that resistance and discipline of how you set your goals, are you actually doing work and making sure you're... Um, honest to yourself. Um, academic dishonesty is a big thing. That little 15 minutes um, can change a lot when you're doing math. Let's say you work for an hour, but then you count it as one hour and 30 minutes. That's a big, it's a big roadblock, I guess you could say, on getting ahead of other people and getting ahead of yourself. So it sounds like when you do the school setting stuff, uh, you seem to bring it up a couple of times that being kind of truthful to yourself uh, and honest with yourself is a big part of that. Yeah. If you start setting goals for yourself and a lot of the times maybe you don't meet that goal exactly, sometimes you'll still write it down as you met that goal exactly. And I think that just comes with discipline and how motivated you are to finish the topic at hand. And so how does the goal setting work? Um, uh, most of the time you kind of, you know, you go to what's called an opening circle for most of you, it can be like a homeroom or whatever. Um, and after that, we use Journey Tracker, which is this online kind of way of keeping track with everything. And we can store our points, which is, you know, how long we've worked. So let's say we're, or now we're 20 points. You know, setting goals is a lot like, can I achieve this goal? Um, if I do achieve this goal quicker, um, or if I do achieve this goal, is there something else I can do? Join us this July 14th as we invite some of our past guests to come in and discuss how COVID changed education and how we can take this opportunity to improve the lives of our children. It's going to be a great conversation. Hope that you can join us. Five o'clock, July 14th. And it's a lot of um, making sure you don't put too much work on yourself. From like when I first started, um, I used to overload myself, right? I would say, oh, you know, hour, you know, hour of calm, super easy. I'll be focused all the time. And then in reality, you only get, you know, 30 minutes of calm done. Someone asks you for help. You get a little distracted. You have to go to the bathroom. You get a snack break. And that is really just about working. You you know, you're going to have to have those little breaks in between. It's just, you know, human and a lot of people do that. But I think making a goal that's not too difficult yet achievable is really good to understand. So at the beginning of the day, after opening circle, where we all get together and kind of launch the day. Then you set some goals and you work on your stuff. And it sounds like sometimes you ask other people for help with your stuff. Other times you can get it all done on your own. And then you come back and evaluate yourself and perhaps your squad on how you guys did that day in terms of achieving your goals and who needs support, that type of thing. And uh, how does goal setting play into the no homework thing? If you don't hit your goals, do you end up doing them at home or... 
Do you find other times to get it done? Um, for me, if I really don't finish a goal, um, I'm a big believer in there's school life and then there's, you know, home life. Um, you shouldn't be, or you should not try to do, you know, schoolwork in your home life. Cause that's when you're doing most things. Like, you know, I do soccer, um, the time it takes and, you know, having like 30 minute dinner and going outside and all the things like that really, it limits my time of how much I actually, um, have to do, you know, work like in the end, like, and whenever, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, which are my usual soccer days, I might have like 30, 45 minutes to do actual work, um, before, you know, I start relaxing and going to bed. And even that is very hard to do because I can't just, you know, come in here and say, I'm going to go work for 30 minutes. There's that big transition between um, soccer, working, dinner. Right? You might, I like, I know I'm very tired most of the time. Um, my brain is usually not working <laughs> all that well. Um, so I think how like goal setting goes into um the no homework style is you can um and you probably should um get your goals done if you didn't finish them but if you can't that's okay do it tomorrow so i think a big part is how you structure your day uh what activities you're doing and then if you can you can try to work um, or you can do another hobby of yours, but definitely don't be that, you know, lazy bomb that says, Oh, I'll just do this tomorrow. And then never does it tomorrow. As we're kind of learning, like what, what makes sense to put off till the next day, what needs to get done. But it also sounds like it's important to you to make sure that you have some time outside of school to focus on non-academic type things. And so is that a motivation for you to make sure you get your, uh, your normal school work done? Yeah, it really is. Because I know at the end of the day, um, if I get my my parents, like, you know, they 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 reward me if I uh, re- reward me uh, if I do a lot of academic um, and, you know, soccer stuff. And I think that um, having like a motivation to do your work um, is really is really good. Right. If, if you don't have a motivation to do your work, you will keep slacking off, right? And like dive into, um, you know, real block. Um, and I think that's really hard to get out of. But I think having um, a structure of when I should get this work done and if I get my work done, what is my prize, right? You don't have to think of something super big. You can think of something small. Oh, if I get my work done, I'll have 45 minutes to do this instead of actually work. And even though 45 minutes is not that long, um, well, it kind of is, but uh, even though 45 minutes, you know, it's not like three hours of playtime or whatever, it can still make your mood just that much better at the end of the day. Um, and a lot of times can help you sleep better knowing that I got all my work done. I'm ready for tomorrow. So on top of it, just feeling good to get your work done. It sounds like you set up little rewards for yourself to uh, help manage your own energy levels to get through the day. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So it sounds like you're building up some really good intrinsic motivation there in terms of you wanting to get it done and then figuring out what works for you to be able to get it done. That's great. What, what happens in the afternoon? Like what, what have been some of your favorite projects? Oh, the projects. Okay. The projects are, um, most of them are very fun. I always love the passion projects. Obviously it's basically a project to do whatever you want. <laughs> you know, um, you want to bake stuff, bake stuff. You want to get in that animation, animate stuff. Um, so I think that's always a good one. What are you doing uh, for passion projects this time? Oh, I'm doing 3D animation in Blender. So that's pretty cool. Um, I've been working pretty hard on it. So I'm pretty proud of that. Cool. So you like the passion projects? What, what, what other ones? Uh, I really like uh, the e-shirt. Um, you know, the, the business thread is always fun. How you can, you know, earn money off of working hard, which is what happens in the real world real world um so i think that's always fun to do um and again like the passion project it's very free you can basically sell or do anything you want uh, a lot of people had food or you know I, I had ramen um with will um some people had you know those t-shirts going around um that i i actually bought one of them I still wear it to this day. Um, there's, you know, pencil holders, there's, you know, clay sculptures, there's drawings. Um, so that's another one that's very free and kind of a do whatever you want type of thing. Or not to be creative. <laughs> yeah. Um, the play huh? one was pretty good. Uh, okay. And I liked the, the, the play. The historical mm -hmm. play that was fun um and i also loved the chess one obviously because <laughs> it was chess and i was already pretty good at chess i'm even better now though looking back at it it, it i feel so like it, i don't think i'm as good like i didn't know any like almost any of the openings i think i might have learned like one opening then but now i have such a greater knowledge um, not because of the project itself, but just for the motivation to do it. Um, I think that project brought back a lot of the, um, you know, motivation to do chess and, Hey, look, I forgot about this thing. Um, Jesus, so caught up doing my soccer stuff. How about I try it again? Um, and after doing that process, it felt really good just playing a game that I've loved for so many years again. So that was always fun. And so to, to hear you talk about like how much better you've gotten at chess, was that part of like the project or their grades? Like, Hey, you need to get this good at chess um, to be able to show uh, that you got like, we don't have grades. Right. So like, how do you know that you successfully completed something? Um, so during that chess um, project, we did a tournament. Um, so um, what we did is we have a tournament bracket, right? Uh, people face off against each other then they move up to the next round um, it keeps on going until there's two people left um, and then you know it's the finals they play whoever wins is I guess you could say the champion which was me kidding <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was really how we I guess we could say had our final grades um, in the middle though we used chesskids.com that 
teach us how different pieces move? Um, do you know all these openings? Do you know these checkmating patterns? Um, you know, all these double attacks and discovered attacks and pins and absolute pins. So I think um, that was another really good way of saying, hey, look, did you know this thing? If you did, great job. If you didn't, you should probably learn it before going on to the next level. Um, so that was a really good way of grading. So there are, uh, there are different challenges that you had to master before you could move on. And by finishing those, you got quote unquote credit that you have uh, completed the project. Yes. Cool. And the other thing you want to talk about was growth mindset. What does growth mindset mean to you? So growth mindset is like, I feel like it's a very big topic. I guess you could say in greenfields, it's hard to move on if you don't have one of those growth mindsets, you know, setting the goals, getting better every day um, and doing, you know, practice makes perfect. Like keep on, keep on practicing your skills, how you structure the day, um, your different like decisions. Um, so I think having that growth mindset on, oh, you know, this person might have done it better than me, or I didn't do this challenge correctly. It's fine. I'll try to get it right the next time. And as long as you stick to your statement, right, that I'm gonna get this better, ne- um, or I'm gonna get this better next time, that can be very rewarding. How do you think you've grown the most in your time at Greenfields? I think I've grown a lot about having like the life skills to do stuff, the different facts that will actually help me um, in the real world. I think that's very good. Goal setting, discipline, having the resistance and trying to, you know, come by that resistance. That's very, you know, that's very good to do and to have as a skill. Uh, So that's, I think, one of the most more important um, skills I've grown in. I've also grown in a lot of, you know, like like presenting ways, I guess you could say, Um, how you structure something, you know, how to make a better book review, uh, how to to manage Google documents, have an organized, you know, drive, making sure everything's in the right place in the, you know, that ultimate turn-in phase where you have to make sure you have everything you do, turn it all in, and then gain, you know, the badge of the button. Having that structure and, I guess, organization is really good because in the end, if you, you know, if you work a job, you're going to be dealing with, you know, hundreds of documents and you need to make sure you have them you know, when you need them. So the fact you've had to figure out some more, the types of organization that work for you. And um, what about working with other people? Has that been something that you've had to do a lot of? Yeah, that's definitely something I've um, worked on a lot, you know, talking to other people, how you um, interact with other people. If someone needs help or if someone's frustrated, how do you help them? You know, how to get by um, having, you know, a partner sometimes, sometimes in some projects, right, you'll have that partner. Um, and sometimes that partner won't always do their best, maybe not because they can do their best, but because of other limiting factors like travel, um, or things like that. So I think working, uh, with people and trying to find um, a good comparison, I guess you could say, 
um, works really well in making sure you put, you know, if you're doing a project or whatever, making sure you put your fair share of work into that project. Yeah, so working working in teams is something that's always a, that's a challenge for lots of people, including adults. And the fact that you're getting that experience younger, I think will definitely set you up for uh, mm-hmm. being able to handle it better than a lot of people I know. Uh, so in general, Zan, do you, do you like Greenfields? Do you like going to school? Waking up is hard. <laughs> um, it takes me a while to wake up. But I, yeah, I, I, I love school. Mostly, you know, there's sometimes where it's a little hard or, you know, you don't get it your way, but it's almost impossible for that to not happen. That's just a world in where everybody is yourself. So everybody knows you, but, you know, nobody can read your mind at the end of the day. Um, and sometimes you just have to live with what's given out. So I think that's a big thing. But I think the structure is really good. Having like freedom, right? not being forced to sit in the class, listening to one person talk while raising hands. Um, while instead you're going to this civilization's discussion about World War One and a small group of five that all know what they're talking about. Um, it's a big difference. And I think that's what makes the environment come to life. Cool. Well, uh, thanks for coming on today. I really appreciate it. And uh, thanks for being at Greenfields. We love having you there. And you add so much to the community in areas that we didn't even talk much about. Your leadership and your, your empathy and, and how you just uh, step in and help make, the, make it a better community and better place is really appreciated. Thank you for inviting me to this podcast. I usually don't you know, get on these big episodes or whatever, but this is definitely an experience. <laughs> but, uh, the experiences that you have are the things that uh, define who you are so I'm glad you were able to come it's on true. and uh, we'll talk to you soon thanks for joining us if you enjoyed what you heard please subscribe and tune in next time for a fresh new episode of Education is Life <laughs>